Welcome to the Fiscal Fitness Podcast, where we help personal trainers, studio owners, and fitness enthusiasts get financially strong. We're here to show you that managing your money can be even more fun than hitting a new one rep max. And the best part, you already have the skills to do it. We're your hosts, Kelsa Dickey and Jill Emanuel. We love talking about money as much as we love hitting that new PR or talking about our favorite protein fluff. Welcome to the show. All right, Jill and I are jamming over here, dancing. You guys like the beat on this podcast. We love that song. No one can do it like we do it, Jill. I know. It hypes me up every time I hear it. I love it. Me too. All right, so in this episode, we want to call out some of the thoughts you may be having about money, some of the stories that you are possibly buying into related to money that might be holding you back. We want to call them out in this episode. The first one is, I suck at money. Mm. If you find yourself saying that, maybe I've never been good at money. I don't know how to manage my money. I'll never be good at this. Everyone else knows how to do it, but I don't know how to do it. You would never accept something like this from a client of yours. Think about a client that says something like, I suck at running. You would never say to them like, yeah, you probably do. You should never even try then. Right. Or I suck at lifting weights, right? Like, okay, so there's nothing you can do to improve that? No. (laughs) I think about, for me, I said all the time, I suck at cooking. And I did suck at cooking. She did. (laughs) (laughs) I did. And I'm really good at it now because I just kept trying. I kept trying little things at a time. I looked to people who were really good at it, like my husband, thank God, like Jill. And I would say, I saw that picture you posted. How do I do that? Come show me, Right. right? So I think about the statements like, I hate going to the gym or I hate working out or I hate salads, right? And think about if that, perspective shifted and you just started saying, I enjoy taking care of myself, right? Or I enjoy the things I get to do with my money when I manage it well, or maybe I'm not great at managing my money today, but I'm getting better or I'm better this week than I was last week. And if you just change that perspective, we don't need to go from saying I'm terrible at it to say I'm great at it, right? right? But what's that neutral thought that you can adopt to start and just how differently you might show up in life or in that next chapter of your life by shifting your perspective just a little bit. Right. Like just the belief that it can be better. Like I believe that there is a way that I can learn to do this to improve. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is what we all do in our health and fitness journey for sure is like I show up at the gym, I do my training. And I also believe that there's probably room for improvement. Like I might need to tweak my form just a little bit. Maybe I need some feedback from my coach. I might need to work on strengthening a certain muscle or something like that. There's always something I can do to be better. And the same is true with your money. You might suck today. Like maybe you do. Maybe you just have never felt super confident with it, but you can choose to believe that you can learn a better way or that there is room for improvement. And just because you don't feel confident right now 
doesn't mean you have to always not feel confident. It's not absolute, right? right? It's not a black and white scenario. You can say, I'm not great and I'm going to get better and right. I'm working to become better at this. One thing that we would love for you to do is think about yourself, start seeing yourself as a strong person financially, someone who plans ahead with their money, someone who sets goals with their money, someone who knows they are going to do great things with their money and they have the confidence to put their money behind what they care about most, that you can trust yourself to make good choices where you can go out and spend just like a person go out to dinner with friends and stick to their macros or right. make good nutritional choices that doesn't hurt their training the next day. Yeah, exactly. At Fiscal Fitness, we're obsessed with both fitness and finances, and we believe you can be excited about both too. We've helped thousands of people just like you transform their financial lives without giving up what's most important to them. If you're sick of the status quo, if you're done being on the hamster wheel, and you are ready to see just how easy it is to take the skills you already use to plan your nutrition, training, and overall fitness, and transform those into strategies for gaining control and confidence with your money, join us at becomeaplanmaker.com. The time to get financially strong is now. So that's one of the thoughts that you might be having. Another thought is that maybe you want something different in your life, but you're not taking actions that are supporting that. So you may have seen this in your own fitness journey. You may have seen this with clients that you're working with who say like, oh, I want to do a physique competition, but they're out every single weekend partying with friends and drinking and like eating off plan and then thinking that they're gonna focus during the week and get right back on track. Like it's probably not super realistic that you're going to be in the best physique possible if that's your lifestyle. The same with your money where you might be doing things that are slightly misaligned with this idea of where you want to be financially, right? You might say, oh, I wanna to be totally out of debt, but then every time that your friends invite you out to happy hour, you pull out your credit card or you know, something similar to that. Or every time that Sweaty Betty has a sale and there's new booty shorts on sale, <laughs> you have to go buy them. Wink, wink, Kelsa, Kelsa. <laughs> I do love them. What can I say? That's what my fitness fund is for. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I think really try to ask yourself why. Like, what do I want out of my money? And I we want to challenge the why because you may say something like, I want to get out of debt. That is really great. But why do you want to get out of debt? Believe it or not, but getting out of debt is just the how. It's just mm. one strategy you can use to achieve something that you want. So is getting out of debt going to help you to travel more or to invest in more coaching or to leave a job so you don't have to work two jobs while also being a personal trainer? You've got to dig deep and then we take your why and we figure out how are you going to get there? How can we achieve that? And sometimes getting out of debt is just the how. It's not the actual why. Right. Yeah. It's the surface layer, right? Exactly. And I know, you know, when money is an area of your life that is in chaos, there can be so much confusion. Um, maybe you feel like I'm making more than last year and I still can't do the things that I want to do. What is wrong? Maybe it's travel or buy a house, 
maybe you would love to have a housekeeper, but you feel like you can't afford it. Or maybe there's a certain car you would love to buy and you feel like you're just buying the cheapest car or splurge on something that you want and not question it or worry about it. The idea is managing your money well gets you one step closer to all of those things. It's the Mm -hmm. action steps the behaviors and the skills that support what you want. And it can be so frustrating to watch somebody who says, I want, you know, to lose 10 pounds. Mm -hmm. And then their actions don't support that. Right. Right. So the same is true with money. And really the whole point of managing your money well is so that you can get the things you want in life. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So here's another one for you. Uh, How about this idea of you cannot hate yourself into shape right like we so often just like blame and shame and guilt and like feel all of this negativity when we're thinking about the thing that we really want right so if we're not in shape or we're not doing the things we want with our fitness we berate ourselves we talk down to ourselves we're angry and mean to ourselves none of that actually gets us the outcome we want. It doesn't actually improve the way that we're in shape. It actually probably derails us even more, like because all of that negativity doesn't really fuel positive action, right? Let's be real. So the same is true when it comes to your money that you really can't bring all of that guilt and shame and bad feelings. You can't just wing it and Mm -hmm. build wealth, right? Mm -hmm. So there has to be an actual formula. There has to be a system. It has to be intentional. So any of you who've been on your own fitness journey or you help clients with that, you've likely seen that an athlete does not get skilled at what they do accidentally. Like Mm -hmm. it just doesn't happen by like rolling out of bed and all of a sudden they're like the champion, right? Right. So it's from a formula. It's from a process. It's from steps that they build upon starting with one thing executing it really, really well, and then up-leveling it, trying the next thing. So we master the basics and then challenge yourself to get better and better and better over time. And doing all of those things from a place of positivity and love for your life and for what you're doing because shame is a very temporary motivator. Mm. So it might work initially, but then it's going to stop very quickly. And so we can't use that as our sustainable motivation source. We have to find a positive way of doing it. We have to come from a place of love so that we can continuously grow and improve. Right. And then the next one is, I don't have time to learn how to manage money well. Right. Mm. This was the excuse. I don't have time to work out was what I told myself every minute of every day (laughs) before I actually decided I'm going to go spend two hours at the gym every day because I love it. Right. Right. And here's the thing. When it comes to our money, we're already spending the time. We talked about this a little bit last episode where that mental energy, Mm. the turmoil we feel, the worry, the anguish, the the constant anxiety we feel, we are putting out fires. We might get a call that we forgot to pay something and so you're reacting, right? So there's a lot of reactionary time spent. You are already spending the time managing money, but maybe not productively, right? right? We're wanting to shift that 
into a much more positive, proactive approach with managing your money. So you're not spending double the amount of time. You're going to stop putting out fires. Right. It's going to be great. And then the idea is, yeah, you might spend a little bit of time on the front end planning things out, but it's much more positive. It's much more proactive. It's so much easier. Yeah. It feels entirely different when you actually choose to use the time in that proactive way. I know so often I hear from clients that will say that like, I've been wanting to do this, but I'm so busy. I don't have time. And then once we start working together, they find like a few months in now that they have a real system. Oh, it actually doesn't take me that long after all. And I can't believe how much I used to be thinking about my bills all the time or reacting to what was happening in life all the time. And I always think too, it's like, time is going to pass regardless and time never suddenly just feels wide open. Like my schedule (laughs) never feels wide open. Like there's this thought that we keep fooling ourselves into believing that like we're just in a busy season right now. (laughs) And that's just unfortunately not the way that it is. We tend to find other things to fill our time up regardless. And so we might think, oh, this month is really busy, but next month is going to be better. When we get to next month, it's going to be just as busy. Let's stop fooling ourselves. If we want to make a change in our life, we need to just decide now is the time. I'm tired of feeling unsatisfied with this. I'm tired of being frustrated with this. I'm never getting this year of my life back. Wouldn't it be better to use this year to actually learn something new that's going to make the rest of my life better rather than I'm going to choose to be frustrated and stressed and, you know, annoyed and all of that for the rest of this year. And maybe next year, then I'll choose that I want to feel better about things. Absolutely. Totally agree. And I think that lines up perfectly with the limiting belief that some people have around money is simply a lack of awareness of just how much it's affecting you. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, when it came to my fitness journey, I knew some surface level ways that it was affecting me. Sure. Right. Like I knew I didn't feel great about myself. I didn't love looking in the mirror, but it wasn't until I really started to take control of my health and fitness that I realized just all the ways that it was impacting me negatively Mm. and how much better it could be once I started paying attention. There is a ripple effect, right? It has a trickle down effect on all areas of our life. And when you're positively in control of your money, it has a positive effect. And when you're winging it and Mm. not having a plan, don't really know what you're doing with it, the negative impact looks like burnout right or resistance or frustration and feeling jaded and like it's just exhausted right and this thought of like why does this keep happening to me oh my gosh we just get hit by one thing after another thing after another thing I, I remember those days where it was like can we just not get a break and really it was because we were constantly reacting and not in a place of being proactive with our money and so it did just feel like shit, the universe is just throwing stuff at me. Like one after another, after another, how will we ever get ahead? And I'm sure that we see this with clients, just like personal trainers, you guys probably see it with your clients too, where once they start taking better care of themselves, once our clients start managing their money better, they get out of bad relationships Mm. or they leave a shitty job or they organize their house and feel more comfortable in their home. And I know those things may seem really unrelated, but it's this idea that once you gain control in one part of your life and you start using that as a tool for other parts of your life and you start to just feel more in alignment 
in general, you start to feel more confident. You start taking responsibility over the other parts. Yes. And you start saying, I'm going to do better in those parts too. Jill and I joke all the time that so many of our clients will lose weight after they gain control of their money. And it's not because we do fitness coaching, because we don't, right? We're not personal trainers, we're not health coaches. <laughs> but what happens is they start to manage their money better. And so many of our clients are fitness obsessed people. Like they want to take care of themselves. They want to have a personal trainer. Or so many of our clients will come to us and say, I would love to have a gym membership, but I can't afford it. Or I would love to eat organic, or I'd love to, you know, cook right. at home more or, you know, buy more good meats and that kind of thing, but I just can't afford it. And if that's your value system and we start lining up your budget to match that, then you feel more in alignment and then the end result a lot of the times is the clients get healthier in the process right yeah it's so cool so i think too uh you know a lot of labeling happens so labeling with food right like you we might think a food is bad and we label it as bad like oh i know for years i avoided carbs like they were the plague right <laughs> i was like oh my god a bagel will kill me i cannot eat that <laughs> now right? i cannot wait i love my pre-workout i'm so, like yes give me all the carbs you know, right and it's like food inherently is not good or bad a bagel is not out to get me right like but i had that belief for so long and it was this flawed belief system this flawed view of something being good or bad the same is true with money so many people have a really challenging relationship with money and they view it as such a stressor that they label it as bad um, they don't want to pay attention to it it's easier to ignore it to put your head in the sand just because it feels so negative or they think that money makes you greedy Ooh. and mm -hmm. if you manage your money then you are going to manage every penny right that right you're that obsessed you're obsessed with it you're either gonna like track every dollar and become obsessed with money or you don't pay attention at all right so either you're like a scrooge you know and just like hoard 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 or yeah you avoid it entirely so Money's just a tool, just like food is just a tool, right? Mm -hmm. Like I have learned to have a great relationship with carbs now. They're my best friend. I love my bagels. Um, <laughs> so, and, Me too. Right? And we want you to have that same relationship when it comes to your money, that it's simply a tool. It doesn't make you greedy. It doesn't make you a hoarder. It doesn't make you anything. It just simply is a tool to help you live in alignment with your values and have the things that are the most meaningful and important to you in life. Yes, another thought that you may be buying into around money is trusting some fast fixes or magic pills just like people do in the fitness industry. I'm here to tell you that shit doesn't work, okay? It just does not work. What, do you know from experience? <laughs> huh. I mean, I tried all of them, but also when it comes to money, it's not to say that there isn't a place for rewards points on your credit cards or Bitcoin possibly or any of these other things. There, there might be a place in your financial strategy, but one of those things all by themselves are not going to save the day, right? right. That's not going to make or break your financial situation because you do one of them or you decide not to do one of them. Right. So again, it's not absolutes. There's no extreme solution here. There's no quick fixes or magic pills. No, I see the ads all the time on my phone, though, Kelsa. And it says you can drop 60 pounds in 10 days if you take this pill. And I mean, that has to be real, right? Right. I mean, there is an ad out there for it. I mean, there might be a very small font at the bottom with a disclaimer. Like XXX. And after this, you die. <laughs> Exactly. And this shows up in subtle ways, too. So maybe you're not 
chasing a you know magic pill, but are you doing a cash out refi in order to pay off debt only to a few years later or even faster than that sometimes finding right. yourself back in debt again? Because the reality is that none of those things fix the actual problem. Right. Right? Like they fix the symptoms right. that are, are temporarily temporarily but then a few months or a year later you could find yourself back in the same damn position just like your clients do because fad diets don't work when it comes to health and they don't work when it comes to money either chances are it can actually create a situation where maybe you're worse off a couple of months later you actually put on more pounds or you find yourself now with double the amount of debt because right. now you've got a higher mortgage payment if you did a cash out refi and you've got credit card debt again on top of it. And at the end of the day, the worst part of that strategy is that we feel worse about ourselves because of it. Mm. So not only financially are we in a worse spot, but now we're really beating ourselves up right. because we thought this would do it. We, we were hopeful. We were optimistic. And then when it didn't solve the problem, right. we beat ourselves up. Right. We say, see, I knew I couldn't do this. I right. knew I was bad with money. Right. Like we use it mm. to validate that very first point that we said in this episode, which is that we believe that we're bad with money. Right. Yes. So we look to those examples as pointing to that when really those are just flawed strategies oftentimes. It's not to say that they're sometimes not used, right? Like sometimes we absolutely will use them, but it's in conjunction with different habits, a new mindset, and all around different skills with money at the same time. Right, yeah, I mean, it's all about those small daily actions, the consistency that happens over time. And that's another thing that we'll see is this flawed thought that progress is like always this upward trajectory, right? Like we, if we're making progress, we should always see things improving. And that's not true with your money. It's not true with your fitness even. Like I, I know I'll go to the gym sometimes and some weeks I'm like killing it. I'm hitting PRs, I'm feeling amazing. And then my coach will give me like a little critique and she'll be like, uh, we kind of need to focus on your form on this one, bring the weight down next week. And it feels a little bit like counterintuitive or like a backward step, right? Because you're like, man, I was doing way heavier last week, but it's part of the growth. It's mm -hmm. part of the development, the habits, the progress. Sometimes you have to take a step backwards to actually move forward. And the same thing is true with money where we'll see working with clients that we say we're not going to aggressively throw every single penny at debt maybe if that's mm -hmm. your big goal is to get out of debt we're not going to put everything towards that first first we're going to you know make sure that you have money left in the bank account before your next paycheck comes first we're going to make sure that you have a plan for how you're getting through this week and that you can feel really confident with that plan first we're going to put a little bit of money towards savings because we know you have a vacation coming in two months and if we don't save for that that's going on a credit card and it's going to make you feel even worse than where you did before. Yes. And I know I just experienced this mm. sort of phenomenon recently. And it's amazing to me how you can feel really confident in one area of your life. And for me, that's finances. And then also sort of get like smacked across the face in another area of your life. <laughs> yeah. And for me, that is fitness sometimes. And a month ago, our coach had me go down and wait on my deadlift so that I could really work on my core strength and keeping my back tight and that sort of thing. And when it comes to money, it's so obvious for me to be like, be patient, 
this is the step in the right direction, even though it doesn't feel like it. And when it came to that advice where she's like, let's drop the weight by 20 pounds and then slowly ramp back up to make sure that your core is staying tight, you know, in five pound increments. Because at some point, like I was losing my tightness. Yeah. um, My ego wanted to get in the way. Oh, for sure. Right. And I had to check my ego and say, progress is not linear. This is progress. This means that I'm going to go slower. I'm going to make sure my form is right so that when I get into those heavier weights, I'm doing it right and I don't injure myself later. So here I wanted to be like on step three. I needed to be on step one. And we see that all the time. We see clients who maybe you're trying to invest aggressively Mm -hmm. into mutual funds or long-term savings of some sort, like some sort of retirement, but you have no money in savings today. No immediate access to money should something happen. And so then when something happens, you pull from your retirement funds, maybe you pay a penalty for that. You know, there's a cost to doing that. And it's really simply because we didn't build a really solid foundation first. And with money, with fitness, you have to do both. Yeah, yeah. This next one, oh my gosh, so good. So uh, you can't out-train a bad diet. So this one just makes me laugh because this, Reminds me of my husband so much. <laughs> and I really want to do this, by the way. Like, I love working out. I do. Yes. But you cannot out-train a bad diet. You can't, right? And so if you ever yourself have been like, oh, man, I'm hammering in the gym, but why am I not, like, seeing the results? You'll understand this. The same is true when it comes with your money that you cannot out-earn a bad, like, money management habit or a bad spending habit. And we see this all the time all the time Mm -hmm. oh my gosh i was one of these people i thought i'll just earn more money i can figure this out i can always make more i'll get the next promotion i'll get a bonus i'll get whatever until you get those habits and the system and a good foundation in place it doesn't matter i have worked with clients you guys that make fifty thousand dollars and still don't have any cash on hand because they never learned how to manage their money so you cannot out earn it you just simply cannot it's so true And the next one I would say is believing that this is the best it is or Mm. this is as good as it gets. And one thing that you may observe on your fitness journey is you may have told yourself that you can't lift any heavier or that you can't run any faster, Mm -hmm. right? Or you can't do a certain yoga pose. But with consistency and with practice, at some point, you unlock your potential. And you realize I just did something that at one point I didn't think was possible for myself, but I did it, Mm -hmm. right? Or if you are listening and you have a coach and your coach says, add 10 pounds to that, and you think, I can't, there's no way, that kind of thing, and then you go and do it, right? and it's just so amazing, the same is true for money. You might be feeling right now that you're only capable of so much financially, but you have so much more potential and you are holding yourself back right now by believing that more isn't possible. Not managing your money well is holding you back from realizing that potential in so many areas of your life, mm-hmm. not just your you know, fitness journey, but your job outlook, your relationships like we talked about earlier. It is so possible to do even more than what you're thinking right now with money. Yeah, oh, for sure. The final one that I want to touch on is that so often we buy into the different myths, right? The different myths that we hear. So maybe in like the fitness world, the myth is like, 
oh, cardio is the only way to lose weight, right? So you have to like be a cardio bunny and like constantly on the treadmill going like crazy. Or we buy into the myth that lifting weights will make me bulky, right? So if I'm a woman and I lift weights, I'm going to look like Arnold if I like (laughs) don't watch myself, right? Like it'll accidentally make me this gigantic hulk of a woman. So it's, it's just these flawed thoughts. And we see this very often in the financial world where people believe that in order to be financially successful, they have to cut out everything that they love. It is all about restriction. It is all about sacrifice. I mean, you see all of the crap online of like, no more lattes or whatever that bullshit is, you guys. I mean, come on, yeah. let's, let's be real. Your latte is not the problem. You can go ahead and get your latte. It'll be okay. We need to like work on some other habits, but these like extreme myths of what it is to manage money well, it's not helping you to actually take the actions you need to turn it around. Absolutely. These are all just examples of stories you may be telling yourself, thoughts you might be buying into, and we've alluded to some of the ways that these show up in your daily habits or daily decisions, but in the next episode, we're going to dive into that even more and give even more examples of how they're showing up in your daily life. We know you have great habits in place with your training and probably your nutrition too. We know you are in control. You're planning ahead. You are a total boss when it comes to your fitness, but that is not trickling into your money. And we're going to show you all the ways that it can affect your routine positively. You can take all those same skills you're already using for your nutrition and your training and simply apply them to money. And we're going to tackle that in the next episode. Boom. We're sure that we are not alone in this. You can probably relate either for yourself or for your clients. In the next episode, we're going to dive into some really great strategies that you can use for yourself or for your clients. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, remember to hit follow, leave a review, and share us with your favorite gym buddy. For more money strategies and to follow Maya and Kelsa's own fitness journeys, follow us on Instagram. Search Jill underscore fiscal and fit and Kelsa underscore fiscal and fit. And if you're ready to gain control and confidence with your money, join us at becomeaplanmaker.com. Sing.